today's podcast, I thought I would look at chasing certificates as a symptom of being a high or an overachiever. And that's not necessarily a compliment. And I wanted to give you a few tips to let go and appreciate yourself for who you are. Now, I've been doing a course in ACT, which is acceptance and commitment therapy. And one of the first metaphors they used was how emotional baggage and these rules and strategies that we might have had from our childhood can really distract us. And they use the folder metaphor. So I'd like you to try this with me. Imagine you have a folder and within it are all the fears and worries and stressors, all the phrases that your critical voice tells you, the I'm not good enoughs, the imposter syndrome, and put all of those fears into that folder and hold it up in front of your face. Now, you know things are going on around you, but you can't fully engage with them because you're holding the folder. And even though this folder is light, you're always pushing it away. And as such, your arms are getting tired. So just for a moment, place the folder down in your lap. It's still there, but at least you're freer to engage with other things that might be bringing you pleasure. The whole point of acceptance and commitment therapy is not about removing the stressor completely. Hopefully that will eventually happen, but actually about learning to grow alongside it. And as you grow, it is likely that elements of that stressor may be reduced anyway. But the main thing is those feelings, they're not blocking you. They're not holding you back. So let's talk about how I overachieve. And so it's a bit like physician cure thyself. And I noticed that my folder is one of, you're not valuable unless someone said so. But my form of pushing it away is not holding it up as a defense. It's not sitting there saying, well, I've got this qualification and that qualification. It's actually filling it with qualifications. I joke to my students in class that I have more titles than Daenerys Targaryen. And that is my way of trying to stop the voices, trying to prove my worth over and over again. So for me, I have all of these qualifications, but they don't seem to mean anything because I just need the next one and the next one just in case someone thinks I'm not good enough. So I'd like to talk for a moment about parental scripts. And I highly recommend the book, They F You Up by Oliver James. And he talks about how before we develop as individuals, we are placed into a drama which our parents have scripted. Our name, according to Oliver James, is even a part of that. With some families, as we grow, our individual personalities may be welcomed, encouraged, shaped. In others, they may be suppressed, sometimes because of the needs of our parents or perhaps their difficulty in expressing love in the way that we need to hear it. And if that's the case, we may require further intervention, such as inner child work or other forms of therapy. For me, many of my achievements were at first very much roadmapped by what my parents wanted. I did manage a few of my own. I persuaded my mum to let me start drama classes. And because I was better at drama than dance, I was allowed to continue. But I also had to carry on dancing, roller dancing, cello, tennis, trampolining, many of which I was only allowed to stop when I had shown I was genuinely terrible at them. I think I only 
admitted to my parents very, very late, probably about age 30, that whenever they came to watch me in orchestra, I was actually miming because I really couldn't play the cello very well at all. Now, I'm certainly grateful for the opportunities my parents gave me. Failure was not an option. And in many ways, because of their pushing, I became passable at a number of things. And I certainly learned to work very hard, even if I'm not naturally skilled in an area, because that's something I learned to do. And similarly, a lot of my qualifications, save my degree in psychology, were very much related to what I thought my parents wanted. I took a master's in the history of science. It was at Imperial College in the Welcome Building, and my parents knew that was a good name, despite having a psychology degree from UCL. I even pivoted to law and got a postgraduate diploma in law and then moved into teaching. That one I really did enjoy. It was only with the opportunity to do a funded PhD that I was able to present my parents with a fait accompli. I'm leaving teaching to do this. And then I started to break free. That was at the age of 32. But the need to keep proving myself was still there, and it probably still is. My folder is now a lever arch that needs a volume too, and yet my biggest fear is still, I'm not good enough. So how do we set this folder down? Now, if you're in the same position as me or any of this resonates with you, actually, achievements aren't a bad thing. They will have taught us a lot, and in turn, we will have become extremely accomplished. But the need to continue adding to that folder just to stop the voices and the fact we will never please everyone or someone will say something mean or we will never ever be all-knowing in any area is a double-edged sword. It's great to keep learning, but my goodness, it's tiring. So here are some tips. Number one, substitute achievements or wins for things that you value. One way of finding a little personal balance may be to turn your ability to achieve into the field you want to have recognition in. For me, it's writing. Rather than get more PhDs, I work to find a publishing house. I found an editor, thankfully, who took a chance on me. And three books, four soon to come. I'm proud to call myself a Pearson publishing house author. Number two. Ask yourself before chasing your next achievement or challenge, perhaps I might call it, if I go with this, where's it actually going to lead me? This is an adaptation of the question that act therapists may ask. If you go with that thought, where will it lead? And they ask that to stop you going down a negative spiral. High or overachievers can actually do most things because they're driven to complete them. They're driven to learn. They're driven to do better. And they don't give themselves permission to fail or even stop sometimes. They will find a way, even if it takes ages and it really exhausts them. So now I ask myself, do I really have ages to devote here for just a tiny little hit of dopamine that will quickly fade? More practically, you could even ask, do I actually have the finances to devote here or Why am I being drawn towards this? I still take on challenges, but those challenges are for me. And I've already noticed now which ones I want to continue and will continue and which ones, when they're done, they'll be done. Number three, when you feel compelled to do something, ask yourself whose voice is doing the compelling? ACT would ask you to separate the thought or drive from yourself. So, for example, 
the first bit would be leaning into the thought for the moment. So what is that thought? I'm not good enough. Then add the phrase, I'm having the thought that I'm not good enough. And then add the phrase, I notice that I'm having the thought that I'm not good enough. And once you recognize it's a thought, it's not part of who you are, you can begin to question, well, who put that thought in there? You may even be able to trace it back to an event or an experience, but it is likely to be something which is perhaps no longer in your current reality. Next tip, in the moments that you are able to set the folder down, be present with the joy of what it allows you to see. There will be moments, usually a point in between achievements, where you can stop and yes, be proud of what you've done, et cetera, et cetera. But I do know that many higher overachievers don't really feel like that or find that finishing one thing pushes them faster into the next. But instead, see if you can find other things in your landscape that engage you. For me, I like to read books. I like to play cooperative board games with friends. If I can, I go abroad. Yes, my brain is still working, but Sometimes it's important to know what you're doing for you. My husband once said to me, our relationship is ours. It's not for your profile. Because what I used to do was post everything that we were doing onto my social media. And I notice that some of the things I am driven to brand are things that I love. But there are moments which I just love for the sake of doing them. And those are the ones I keep to myself now. Another tip, use the out of office to set your boundaries. You may be driven by a desire not to let others down. So make those expectations clear. Say to people that I work between this time and that time, GMT. Be clear when they can expect to reply. And you might want to try some affirmations. These are not necessarily the usual ones. I do use the conventional ones, which I like as part of meditative practice, but I have a few that I really like just for me. And they're reminders rather than affirmations. Number one, whenever I feel compelled to reply straight away, I remind myself, if you were in the toilet or on a plane or in a meeting or with a client, you wouldn't answer immediately. Next one, you can't save people from themselves. And one of my favorites, you can't control people's reactions, but you can choose who you'd like to see react. (laughs) Maybe they'll help. Maybe they won't. I like them. I know this is part self-reflection and part this could help, but it comes from recognizing that sometimes conventional methods don't work. And it's about knowing yourself and what's going to get you setting down that folder or at least closing it for a while so you have the freedom to taste all the joy around you. If this resonates and you have your own approaches, I would love to hear from you. So do email me on info at clickproductions.co.uk. And even better, do so whilst we're both not carrying files around to distract our focus. And that's all we have time for. But for more practical ways to boost your well-being, check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Audrey T, Practical Tools for Everyday Wellbeing, or my Facebook page of the same name. Or have a look at my website, www.draudreyt.com, or tune in to the Wellbeing Lounge on Tuesday nights, 9 till 10, for your hour of mental health on NLive Radio.